Welcome back to Pop Cannon. This is episode 24. I'm Jordan. I am Robert. Paul here. And I'm Sarah. What? Those aren't... That's not Andrew and Brian. Wait a minute. I just changed my voice, guys. It's fine. (laughs) Dude, Brian is such an accomplished voice actor. (laughs) Yeah, I'm really really going for, like, uh, Colgate commercials next. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, we got Paul and Sarah here for the first time. Paul making his return, but uh, yeah, Sarah making her debut on Pop Cannon. Yeah, I'm super excited. To talk about... You and me. (laughs) What are we talking about? Laugh Man in Space. (laughs) Uh, Today we are talking about It Chapter 2. Woo! Oh, fun. Super fun. Fun. <laughs> probably, probably the one of the best ways to describe the movie. Better than describing it as a horror. Just gonna say that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So b- before we dive into all of that, let's go through what was everyone's like initial opinions on the film. Uh, Sarah, why don't you lead us off? Okay, so I went into, I obviously like went into it super excited because I love everything that involves it. Um, And, you know, first thoughts, like I was in the theater, I was enjoying it for its entertainment uh, value. Um, There wasn't, I didn't really have too many complaints while watching it, except for maybe like I looked at my watch once. I kind of was like leaned over to my sister-in-law and was like, I'm going to throw up a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> I did it, though, um, unlike Eddie. No, no throw up. Uh, Paul. Um, I threw up the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, OK, so so I, so I watched the, the first one right before I went to see the second one. Oh, for the first time ever. Yes. So, like, double feature. <laughs> right, right. Um, and uh, I had, I tried to read the book, uh, I think, like, maybe two years ago. Um, but uh, the prose wasn't really, like, clicking with me, I guess. But, uh, so, I had uh, some level of expectation. And I did see the... Uh, what was that? Was it a miniseries? Or was yeah, it the made-for-TV miniseries from 1990. <laughs> yeah. So, and I, uh, but, but I don't really remember the movie that much, so I just had kind of like a general idea. Um, but yeah, I just think they're just like very fun, engaging movies uh, at, the, at the basic level. So I... I I mean, I liked it. That's what I'm trying to say. So my expectations were very high going into this because I absolutely adored the first film. Mm -hmm. Um, And I wasn't necessarily disappointed, but it just, uh, it didn't go the way that I thought it would. Now, I had never read the book um, and I, I never saw the original movie. So I just, I guess I didn't know what to expect and it wasn't like I thought it would be, but that's not a bad thing and we'll get into that more, but I, I did enjoy it. What about you, Rob? 
so like you i my only basis of information regarding it is being aware of the the miniseries from the 90s and watching the first film um but i will say that i fucking loved the first one and i went into this one very excited to see how this would all play out and i was um thoroughly satisfied by what we got um i thought that the scary things were scarier and i thought that the funny things were funnier like everything mm-hmm. got turned up one more across the board and the dra- and the drama and the dramatic shit from it i thought also also registered a little bit higher than the first one in terms of just like they went the extra step mm-hmm. yeah yeah i agree yeah um i don't necessarily know if i agree with the scary part because i didn't i didn't think this movie was scary I don't know what it was, but it wasn't clicking with me. And I don't think there was one point in this film where I was scared. I think this one relied on jump scares a lot more than the first one. For sure. So I don't know if I would say it was exactly scary. Like, there were a few times where I did flinch. um, And I also just don't do well with, like, vomit in general. (laughs) (laughs) So it was like... I guess it was more like cringe or like unsettling mm-hmm. than like yeah. horror or like super scary. Yeah. For me, it was all at once the idea that the adults in the in those roles had to walk back through shit that scared them as children mm-hmm. that resonated with me in a way that I didn't expect it to. And made it that much more just scary within the framework of what they were doing. Right. Like, I imagined, I guess I imagined myself in each of their positions having to go back to those places. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. like, that that hit me at a level that I did not expect at all for it to do. At all. You might... Um, really like um, the book and even the original miniseries then because they kind of um, portray the like the story in a different way it's not like broken up into childhood than adulthood they kind and so I think that was you know this distinction I mean from the get-go when they announced like that they were doing it in like two parts or whatever you kind of had this divide so I was really interested to see how they would do that because um, the way things are laid out in, you know, the previous versions of it, including the book, it's much more like it goes back and forth, like, um, into the past and the present, like, much more, um, like... It's, it is non-linear. Yes, thank you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Interesting. Uh, yeah, Interesting. the movie is... They went out of their way to try and... Um, I guess piece it all together and make it as linear as possible. Yeah, which which makes which does make sense for the movie medium, right? In my opinion, but but uh, uh, in, for literature, it makes more sense to have it mixed up. You know, I liked, I, but I liked that it was linear though. Like, yeah, no, no, yeah. Like I said, I I, I think it definitely works for the movie. Yeah, like I like yeah. that you are let's just say you're you're bill and then you're walking 
past your house and suddenly you're 12 again. Mm -hmm. And you're having to relive whatever traumatic... And they each had a different one. And that's what I loved about it more than anything is that they didn't skip anybody. They didn't pick who was going to have more or less. Every one of them had a massively traumatic uh, interaction or experience with it. And you got to see all of those full throat. And I thought that that was, that's probably what I liked about it the best was, was getting the, their trauma out in front of you. Like there was never, because to that point, we, to a certain point, we didn't know what Richie's encounter was. Right. You know what I mean? Like that took a while to get to, but it was, it was on purpose, obviously, but like it was intentional that he was last. Mm Mm-hmm. Because that's the character that held himself back so much for, like, because he's so forward with his words. Right. And that, again, is super relatable. Yeah. And he he was also the one who, I think that, I think this was in the first one, or, or, or maybe this was a flashback in the second one, but they say, uh, they asked him directly, what's your fear? And he says he's the, he, he's the one that's afraid of clowns, like, specifically. And I th- thought that was really interesting that they... They zeroed in on that, although I'm not sure if that was his thing in the book. Yeah, because it was very, um, I mean, they did it super subtle, but then there was, like, those, for Richie, like, the um, undercurrents of, like, homosexuality, too. Mm -hmm. And, like, again, it's just he's such an outgoing character, but then he has, like, that part of himself, potentially, that's um, repressed, especially in relation to his you know, quote unquote relationship with Eddie. Well, because that's Mm -hmm. what Pennywise says to him Mm -hmm. is that I know your secret. Right. And you never get, we, I don't think we ever get payoff of uh, to what that is. Yeah. The, the most you get of is that like his reaction to Eddie's death is heightened compared Mm -hmm. to the others. And then at the very end, you know, he's Mm -hmm. carving the initials into the bridge. So it's like, there's nothing, explicitly stated just you know assumptions but again like to your point it's just like that goes against everything that we've known about him thus far you know he's the loudest he's the one you know to draw attention to himself with the jokes except for you know regarding that so going from that uh who is everyone's favorite character this to go around oh (laughs) That's tough. Well, like, Ben's super heroic, right? Mm-hmm. So I, f- I liked, I liked the turnaround for him from being the new kid that nobody knew to this guy who's like super kind hot. of out in front. Well, <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> and like out out in front of just everything and and being willing to put himself out there like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think for the second it movie in a row, it's whoever was playing Eddie. Yeah, that guy fucking nailed it. Yeah, he really did. James Ran- Ransom, I guess his name is. I don't know if it's Ransom or Ransom. Ransom. <laughs> but he, dude, he was so good at emulating what Jack Dylan Grazier did. In the first one. 
And I know this mm. is like deviating from Jordan's question, but like I just want to take a moment to just like appreciate the casting <laughs> decisions mm-hmm. for both films because I thought that all of the young actors in the first one did such an amazing job for just how young they were. Yeah. And then um for their adult selves, I just thought that they did such a great job. And I mean, at first I was just excited to see like um James McAvoy and Jessica Chastain because I love them, but then everybody did such a good job and at first I was a little unsure about how I felt um with like Ben, like mm-hmm. the actor who who did him. Jay but Ryan. um yeah. I wasn't sure because I was like, ah, I don't really see it. But I think in his acting, you kind mm-hmm. of saw it a little bit more. I could definitely see it in his face, like yeah. in his eyes mostly. Like it looked right. like he, he uh, looked like a former fat child. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but like Jeremy Ray Taylor is the child's yeah. child actor name. Mm-hmm. Just like Sarah said, the casting, it was perfect because these adults you could believe grew like grew from those children definitely like the mannerisms that they got um mm-hmm. like you Even said with with eddie uh it's perfect spot yeah. on the 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 neuroticism and the the yeah. desire to be clean like all of that the, he just killed it the way that he would yeah. inflect his voice mm-hmm. to go yes. higher yes. when he was like nervous <laughs> yeah <laughs> spot on also shout out to isaiah mustafa um who's come a long way from the old spice commercials <laughs> oh my god <laughs> what that's oh my god holy shit that's the i'm riding on a horse i didn't even now you're with me we're on a beach that's that guy see that's when you know it's good acting <laughs> yeah <laughs> like i did not see abs on a horse when that's I actually that, that's actually what he saw uh, when he took that drug on his on his trip, he was on a horse. He's like, I'm I'm jacked on a horse on a beach. I don't know this fucking clown. We're uh, dairy. Um, I I think my favorite character might be Bill Hader as as Richie. Oh man, popular opinion. I think you have there. Yeah, uh, yeah. He just he kind of stole the show. Um, and put on a, a performance that I don't think a lot of people thought Expected that he can do. Mm-hmm. Right. And like, I haven't watched Barry, but uh, I've heard nothing but good things. I, I've seen almost all of season one of Barry and just conceptually as a show, it, it, it doesn't necessarily grab me, but he writes, directs, produces and acts in it. Really? It's, yeah, I didn't know. So, wow. Yeah, so it's it's almost entirely his baby, and um, he's phenomenal in it. Uh, I missed like an episode, and then tried to get back into it, and I felt like I just missed it. And I was <laughs> like, all right, whatever, I'll get back into it eventually. But yeah, Bill Hader, um, every scene that he was in, you were watching him, mm-hmm. um, and his lines were great, just like Finn Wolfhard's lines were great in the mm-hmm. first one. Like, they yeah. did not hold back from just, oh, yeah, we're going to feed him all the good shit. They just kept feeding him, and he completely <laughs> went for it. Yeah. I actually, it's funny, I read, before I even saw the movie, or I think before it even was officially out, I read an article um, that said, 
he was nothing but scene stealers. Yeah. Like, all of the scenes he was in. Uh, so I kind of had that expectation before I even saw the mo- the second movie. Yeah. Dude, just the, just the, the, the scene at the beginning in the Chinese restaurant. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. holy shit, that was good. Yeah. Even when they were leaving, when he screamed at that kid. Oh, oh. my God, yeah. What is that? So what is that kid from? It's killing me. I've seen that kid's fucking face somewhere. Oh, I in... looked him up and I don't remember. He was in something else. And I'm like, shit, I know who that kid is. And I can't remember for life of me. But that scene was great. Um, that that kid, I... Robert, mm-hmm. he was in uh, that Dead to Me show on Netflix. Ah, yes. Yeah. That was Christina Applegate's youngest son. Okay. I didn't watch it. I just I yeah. looked it up. Yep, that's Christina Applegate's youngest son. <laughs> yep, his fucking face. Like, as soon as he came on screen, I was like, I know who this kid is, and I can't think of where he's from. Oh, my God. Uh, my cool. favorite character was Pennywise. Same. Uh, because, holy shit, dude. I think the way he played the that clown was fucking phenomenal. Uh, like, way better than Tim Curry. For sure. uh, in my opinion, like I just love how, <laughs> like I, I love how he he, he he altered his voice, like he was like, oh, oh you know, he's he sounded like some fucking like Winnie the Pooh, shit. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Like yeah, that, oh, when, to, he, when he's talking me, to the girl underneath the bleachers. Oh my yeah, god, that yeah. scene! I mean, but he does it a little bit at, at other points. I think. Yeah, like, yeah. He, he he puts on this like. This this humorous kind of like facade, like he's a performer, you know. Yeah. Uh, well, he did the same thing in the first movie when he's like talking to Georgie. Yeah. Hiya, like, yeah. Georgie. Hi, Georgie. Right. Yeah, it's like he's yeah. goofy almost exactly. when he's talking to Georgie. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and in the first one, like you get that. <laughs> uh, there's like memes of it everywhere where he's like doing that dance oh wait he they mention it in the second one as a joke richie does, yeah <laughs> which was great but but i don't know there's just something about that that uh to me makes the character uh more interesting you know because he has like this he's trying to like trick the kids you know what i mean not just he's not just some he doesn't seem to like just some random guy dressed up as a clown. You know what I mean? He actually right. seems otherworldly. Right. Yes. And, and he has like a motive, you know? Well, I to me, it's like, I don't know how any of them saw him and thought he was just a regular clown <laughs> by his the head? size of his fucking head. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, because like I've seen and like just digress like a little bit i've seen people do cosplays of them where they're not wearing like a massive head appliance and it doesn't look the same yeah <laughs> you just look like you're balding he's got a <laughs> massive fucking cranium because he's an alien yes. <laughs> i am a huge fan of like bill skarsgård and i loved him so much um in the first one and i was like so excited and i think he I want to almost say he outperformed himself, but it's hard to say because I felt like he wasn't in the second one as much as, like, Pennywise. Like, he was in the movie as those, like, other things, as, like, the CGI uh, monsters. But I think 
the scenes that he was in, they were just so, so good. Like, going back to the scene under the bleachers, yeah. like, the entire time, like, I felt stressed out watching this. <laughs> there's, a, there's a dread to it. Because you, and like you see, he's so sweet and he knows how to read people. He knows especially how to read children and how to get them comfortable. Like, you know, he automatically kind of goes to her like because she has, you know, that, you know, birthmark, uh, birthmark on her face. And he just knows how to play into that. And, you know, he lures them in to be comfortable. And then all of a sudden he just like scares the shit out of them which is, you know, how he gets that extra tasty, creepy, drooly stuff. <laughs> mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, that was a, uh, that was disgusting. Yeah. Uh, every like, time he would drool, I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> but like, I think that scene was just like the most Pennywise scene, and was very reminiscent of the first movie. Um, like when you think about uh. Georgie and stuff like that it was very it was very similar and you can kind of see how he's able to lure these children with a because then at some people he just go he full-on attacks like um the other scene that I loved was with um with Robert your little child uh in the (laughs) (laughs) the the fun house like the mirror hall like (laughs) there's no sweetness there at all no, he's just there to kill him. So he's just that's banging just like, his head on the glass. Fuck, dude! Like, I'll never, I'll never go in another one. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been in one, and now oh I don't want God. to. It's that that is like, the, that is the fear in those is one not being able to get out, and two something hiding in there that you can't see because it's all mirrors. Yeah, those are the fears about them. So the fact that like. Bill just knew. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, oh my god, that was such a fucking distress oh, level, and the just the the trauma like just bubbles up from underneath me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then he's there, and there's nothing anybody could do. No, and somehow it was set up in that they could see each other, but those weren't mirrors. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, Pennywise, you know, he controls the environment. He controls reality. So. He controls a, a specific amount of reality around whatever he's targeting. Mm-hmm. And, like, I was just like, fuck, oh, my God, this is terrible. And he's just, how far back he was rearing to slam his head. Uh, like, <laughs> I swear to God, dude, watching that scene, I'm just like, he's touching the back of his head on the floor. <laughs> and just, wham, fucking coming full bore through. I think uh, I think if anything that was like the most stressful scene in the movie yeah, for me. Yeah. Um just out of the fact that he's slowly banging his head on the glass and we've seen in the trailers um at least him bang his head on the glass one time, but the yeah. fact that he was doing it over and over and over while just the dread of that the, child was just building and building. The change in his face was like he was not he didn't ever look like himself no in that scene right he always looked like a monster yeah yeah and that was one of the things that i was like oh fuck man because oh. there's a, like there were so many times in the theater that my wife and i were both like oh fuck like, oh no oh god like uh when bill's like yeah let me go check out my basement again right. no you stay out of the fucking basement. <laughs> like, I said to Jordan when we watched the first one, I was like, I want to see this movie 
with kids that are not curious and scared. Like like I was as a kid. Like yeah. I want to see this movie with kids like me where it's like 12 noon on Saturday and you thought you heard something in the basement. So we're just <laughs> going to stay in the room the rest of the day. <laughs> I'm, we're not going to eat. We're not going to go to the bathroom. We're playing video games and trying to bury ourselves in our bedroom. That's what we're doing. Because that clown will be like, fuck, man. Next house. <laughs> so the opening scene to get into the movie mm-hmm. was was uh was heavy yeah uh <laughs> and um was that out of the book that was out of the book it wasn't in the 1990 tim curry version though okay and in the book it's i think um even like heavier <laughs> oh jesus because it's like it's meant to kind of just like symbolize like the corruption of dairy and um just how like bad it and like the people in Derry are and and stuff. And then, so like Adrian Mellon is just kind of like, he's not from Derry. He's just kind of this like innocent. And then that's kind of why he was um, susceptible to it and could see him and everything. Okay. So it really, I was like so happy that they put that scene in um, the movie um, I like reached over <laughs> to my brother's uh, fiance and I was like, this is in the book. And she just kind of <laughs> looked at me and I was like, yeah. this is bad. <laughs> that That's a thing. Uh, that's another thing. Um, the book actually, uh, during the time period that they're kids, it actually takes place in 1957. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, it, and then when they're adults, it jumps forward to the eighties. Whereas the movie, it starts in the eighties and then it jumps forward to present day. Yeah. That was actually a scene that I remembered reading cause it's, it's er, very early in the book. It, yeah. That follows, uh, um, like Georgie's scene. Holy shit. Like you yeah. get, you get the way the book is set up, you get the Georgie scene from, mm-hmm. you know, the past and then you get that scene from the present. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. So that's, that's your introduction to the oh book. Yeah. But, but I, I suppose the point I was making was that it, it, it made a, a little bit more sense because of the time period in the book. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause that's, I mean, that scene there. is believable regardless of the time period, but exactly. it's way more, it's way more like, oh, in the 50s, sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Versus. Like in the eighties, maybe right. You know, versus like twenty nineteen, where like everyone's gay. <laughs> God damn it! Do you have something to tell us, Jordan? <laughs> I know your secret, Jordan. I know your secret, Jordan. <laughs> uh, what was another? Se- I, so, of his interactions with them as adults, bringing back their childhood trauma. Which one of those played the best for you? I think the one... I know the one that definitely bothered me the most, and it bothered me when I saw it in, like, the teaser trailer, was Beverly. <laughs> like... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like you're... For Beverly, you know, she's going back to the place that was her home that wasn't a comfortable place for her, obviously, um, it was like a place of abuse, and so she's willingly going back there. Oh, sweet little old lady! And I mean, I knew what was going to happen, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but 
still there's just there's something about young children and old people, people yep. in like quote unquote horror movies that you I just don't like. <laughs> I can't she so she was really great, but what I loved about that scene the most was that they changed the voice from the teaser to the film. Yeah. I I thought that as well. Because if they had just put that scene straight up from the trailer into the movie, I was going to be really mad. <laughs> um, but they changed the voice to a far more sinister, far more evil, don't you? But like way yeah. <laughs> more fucking terrifying than the old lady pitch that they had done. They in just the added a bunch of bass to it. Right. But they, they, just, but they, they also oh. recut the scene. Like it was edited yes. differently. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Because I, I, I remember... I must have seen that trailer like eight times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was in front of everything. Yeah, and that old lady like, was really fucking good in it. She yeah. was. When she paused, oh. nobody ever really dies here. <laughs> oh. I, I love that. I love that. Good old shit, Mrs. Man. Kirsch. That shit cracks me up. That kind of like... <laughs> that kind of creepy shit cracks me up. Yeah. <laughs> like I was, I was laughing that whole that whole scene like when she's like in the background oh dude there were <laughs> like, there were audible there were audible pockets of laughter in, in my theater Same. for that for that scene where you see her like shuffling in the background all weird yeah that was yeah and then she's like cl- like clearly naked in the one like yeah <laughs> there were laughters in the theater too but like yeah. we talked about in our midsummer episode like laughter is a way for people to like Oh, it's uncomfortable, so I don't know what yeah. to do. I'm just going to laugh. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> because if yeah. that were really happening to someone there, <laughs> oh they would God, be scared crazy. shitless. Exactly. For sure. Exactly. And, like, so that one, fuck, man, that one was so good. Did, did anybody else prefer another one? Um, For me, I I've got to go with Eddie's scene when he goes downstairs into the basement really? of the drugstore. Yeah. Uh, yeah just man. because I was like, he's hearing things, so he just winds up down there, and there was the curtain, but now the curtain's gone. And, like, him seeing the leper again, because the leper was, like, such a prominent theme for him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and clearly it followed him into adulthood, because, like, some of these kids, like, forgot stuff, but clearly, like... There's still echoes for them. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so so seeing that and just the uneasiness of that scene for me, up until they played the music. Once they played the music, <laughs> uh, it kind of pulled me out. Yeah. Um, I don't know oh, the what fucking was music, that. dude. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that was, but it was so necessary. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> See, I didn't like it because, like, it felt like they undercut a bunch of stuff. Well, they did, but they're taking cues from Marvel. Anyway, <laughs> they... That's not a good thing. <laughs> um, no, they... they. I think that they under... Because that would have been... If they played that straight and they just put whatever brooding, spooky soundtrack that they were using for everything else, it that would have been so heavy-handed. So heavy-handed. You think? Yes. I Honestly, I do. If they played that straight horror, they would have cut it slightly differently to get to the puke scene and without the angel of the morning um it would have it would have been very heavy-handed because coming 
from what that came out of and then what that led into, there was no, it needed a, a middle to jump over to get like a, okay, we're all right, and then move past it. Fair. Because it, it, it got a, a, a large reaction from the audience, and then we were back into like, oh man, you're laughing at him because he's kind of a funny character, but they're setting you up. You're laughing at him, you like him, you like him, you're laughing at him, and he's dead. Yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't have had the same impact if you didn't feel comfortable yeah. enough with that character. Exactly. True. Good mm. point. Plus, his his reaction to things. Exactly. <laughs> like, he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> right? <laughs> he was, like, um, so mad that it was happening. And then, yeah. like, even his reaction to getting, like, stabbed in the face. Oh, my yeah. God. Like, <laughs> he was just like, he was just like, whoa. <laughs> Sneaks out. <laughs> and he, was totally, he was totally badass about it, too, because he just pulled it out of his face and stuck it in that guy's right? back. Like, he, and then like, he just, like, wiggled out of the room. <laughs> He's like, oh, I just stabbed a guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How about Bowers coming back? Oh, see, that's like such. Uh, I was so I was unhappy with how they handled that, though. To be, I fair. did not see that coming. Oh well, see, and that's why it's interesting to get your insights because you don't, you didn't know anything about the adulthood. Nope. So, nope. what what were your opinions? I'm interested since you didn't see it coming. So I like so. I like the idea of bringing him back. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the guy that played him had to go so Tasmanian devil with it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Tasmanian devil. <laughs> no, no, exactly. Like, like um, dirt class. I think, rounding. I think like when it first showed him as a child, like waking up in the, from the sewers, oh. I was like, Oh my oh. God, he came back as a kid. That's what I thought! Because <laughs> of the way that it was cut. You know what? And I was like, that would have been fucking awesome if this fucking kid came back <laughs> to kill these guys and they see him how they remember him. Right. I felt that like that would have been, cool. been more effective. He, I, di- I did think that as well. But instead hmm. he was just a, a, a lunatic man who gained a lot of weight in an institution. Yeah. But like, and that's... <laughs> and like, I'd be interested too to get, like, Paul, your opinion since you saw, like, the you kind of know a little bit more of the story, but... You know, in the original versions, he had such, like, a more prominent role um, Mm -hmm. moving the story forward, whereas I feel like he really didn't serve any purpose because they didn't, like, nothing was really touched on the fact that it had been controlling him for essentially his whole life, and then he comes back, stabs Eddie in the face, okay, that doesn't really do anything, and then oh, like, he goes, tries to attack Mike, Richie kills him. But in the original version, he actually um, incapacitates Mike, which puts Mike in the hospital, so he's not in the final scene. Oh, shit. That's, like, in the original. Huh. That's how it goes. So he, and, like, um, he's, like, one of uh, its pawns, whereas um, in, like, the book and... They kind of touch on it in the 1990 version. Um, there are other pawns as well that it controls, including um, Beverly's husband 
and oh, um, Bill's wife. He bring what he the brings fuck? them to he's like he gets them to Derry. Like oh, shit. um yeah, uh I, oh my gosh, I can't remember uh I th- what is his name? Tom. He follows Beverly to Maine. And Dude, then if Beverly's so husband Audra. showed up in this one, in <laughs> Derry, I'd be like, "All right, I'm fucking out of here." Oh my god, because <laughs> um, it's like she would think it's Pennywise, like just one of his illusions, right? But in actuality, he's there. <laughs> like, yeah. And then they oh, could have played yeah. up the the thing with Ben and him. Oh, yeah. that would have been interesting. I think I so I I I think it's weird. Um, that we didn't see any of his other pawns and we didn't really get like a, obviously they clearly showed that he was being controlled by him Mm -hmm. in this one. In the first one, uh, it was kind of more open-ended. I thought. Yeah. Cause you really only got it through like the TV. Right. And I love that. That was so great. I love that about it. It's just like, make sure you kill everyone. <laughs> like, I love that. Yeah. Um, but I, in this one, it kind of, that might have been, like, the biggest swing and miss. Yeah. Was, like, really his inclusion at all. Because they didn't necessarily need him at all. They had, like, plenty to deal with with the fucking clown from space. Um, not, like, anyone that he was mind-controlling or something. I think they could have maybe uh, done without him, but at the same time, uh, I feel like it does make sense from a storytelling uh, standpoint. Yeah, if you're gonna have have him in the first movie, then he kind of has to be in the second movie in a way. But um, you're all right in the way that they handled it. Um, he didn't really serve too much of a purpose later on, but yeah. I feel, I feel like um, I feel like I did kind of see it coming, personally. I had a sense that the character was going to return after watching the first one. Yeah, and I think that really the only thing that took forever for me was realizing that I forget who the last person was to go get their token or artifact or whatever they called it. Mm-hmm. Um, but whoever that was, once it was like the movie's turn to show that person getting their artifact, I was like, oh, fuck, we still have one more of these. Right. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. We're we're still, we didn't even get to uh, battle one yet. And uh, <laughs> we're already probably an hour, hour and a half deep into this motherfucker. Like, let's go. Yeah, that was drag. It definitely felt like a three-hour film. Yeah. And not in a good but way. The, I see. I didn't. I didn't think it was bad. I would. I would watch these kids do anything. <laughs> like I just keep watching. It's like, it's a. It's a similar feeling to Stranger Things for me. Where I'm like, no, no, no. They're good. Just, just keep shooting, and I'll. I'll whatever that is. I'm just gonna watch it. It doesn't matter. So I had a thought in the theater as I was watching it, because I had said earlier that it didn't hit where I thought it would hit, like expectation wise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I don't necessarily think that I liked the direction they went, but I felt like you said, Rob, you'll just watch it because you want to see more of these characters. So like Mm -hmm. halfway through the movie, I'm sitting there, I'm going, I don't think I needed a part two for this. Like if it was just the first movie, I would be happy, but part two fleshes things out more. So sure, I'll take it. 
Right. Um, but by the time the movie wrapped up, I'm like, okay. And like, I slept on it. I did enjoy it. Um, and I would like to see a version of this movie as, as like one long thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and the director, Andy Machete said, um, he's working on a cut of both films, including stuff that we didn't see and including stuff he hasn't even shot yet. Wow. Holy I would shit. totally watch the crap out of that. Mm-hmm. Which makes me wonder, like, how that would be cut together if it would right. be similar to the novel where it's jumping back and forth. And I'm wondering if I would enjoy part two more if it's sprinkled throughout rather than just linear. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, I would watch the shit out of it, but you had said it's something that you were curious about. Did they film all the stuff with the kids for the first one and then just use it here? No. Because there's no way that they got Finn Wolfhard to lose like six inches off of his height. <laughs> no, they, uh, they de-aged him. They de-aged yeah. him? Yeah, and, and I couldn't unnotice that in certain scenes because he looks huh. like a CGI person. <laughs> I didn't even notice. Really? Like, I, mean, I thought for sure notice. you would have. Paul, did you notice? No, I didn't. I didn't notice at all. Yeah, they de-aged them. I was convinced that they just shot all of this shit for the first one, knowing they were doing the second one. Nope. That I literally was like, oh, they probably just got all this. I had no idea. Like, I know that for production, those kids were there, <laughs> but I thought maybe they were just like, no, I would say it like this or something. I don't know. Um, yeah, I had no idea that they had shot all that stuff. Uh, new for this so that's interesting i can't believe they spent the money to de-age a fucking 13 year old so specifically <laughs> uh finn wolfhard and jack dylan grazer yeah. like those two i think were the most noticeable for the de-aging for me anyway i had no idea dude no idea wild that's fucking wild but i'm glad we touched on that though because that's an interesting point to bring up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Paul, uh, what was your favorite uh, adult scary scene? Oh, I, I would have said the uh, the bear belly thing as okay. well. The uh, old lady <laughs> yeah. thing. So, mine was Richie's. Really? Yeah, I. That that scene got me because he thinks he's just in the park after remembering what happened to him in the arcade. And then all the people in the background <laughs> just stop. And I was like, oh, no. Like, <laughs> I think I audibly said, oh, no, out loud. Good old um, Paul Bunyan. <laughs> yeah, that fuck. Oh, my hey, God. Hey, go man. up to Bangor, Maine and see the Paul Bunyan statue. <laughs> it's is there. there there's, there's, or is there going to be a is there going to be a man dressed as a clown sitting on its shoulder? Yes. Because I don't want. To <laughs> see well, he knows. He be. knows your secret, Robert. <laughs> he knows. God damn it. He knows yours too, Jordan. Um, yeah. I dude. I just. I I loved more than anything. I loved. I think their interaction in that scene because they just felt like they mm. fucking knew each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I loved the fact that they, it just, it was just like a back and forth with people that have known each other for like 30 years is what it felt like. 
which is what it is in the film. But like the idea that Pennywise just 30 years later just picks right the fuck back up where he left off. Right. Especially considering <laughs> the fact that like for, you know, the past 27, 26 years or whatever, they didn't remember anything. Okay. <laughs> I love that point. And I brought this up to Jordan and I mentioned it to Paul. But overall, watching these two movies generally back to back, not as tightly as Paul did. I had probably had a week or so in between. Yeah. Um, the character it, Pennywise the Clown, for me, is just an allegory for unprocessed childhood trauma. Mm-hmm. Like, period. So it's that they all have their own interaction with him. They all have a thing that they're hiding. They all have a thing that they're scared of. But the part, the fact that when they leave hometown mm-hmm. and they're out living their lives and they don't remember it, they can't remember, everything's fuzzy. They don't know who they're talking to when they're on the phone. Like, who the fuck is this? Is so fucking real. Yeah. <laughs> like when you leave, when you leave wherever the fuck you were born, wherever you were raised, where you had all your friends. And you go somewhere else. You don't remember any of that shit. It just... The days happen and you forget all of the stuff that you didn't necessarily process when you were younger. Mm -hmm. But when you go back, it's so fucking heavy. It's so real. You can't get it out of your head. And you're just living... You're seeing it where it happened. It's It was such a realistic thing. For me, especially, I moved away from where I went to fucking high school. I don't think about those days, but when I go back, mm-hmm. they weigh heavily in my brain, and I can't forget them. See, I'm a Mike Hanlon, so I haven't. <laughs> you never left. I haven't left yet, but no, like, but I get it. And even like to your point about like the trauma, if you take every single thing out of you know, the film or the story that has to do with it, at the end of the day, you're still left with a bunch of kids who have really messed up bad home lives. Yeah. Mm. And I just think, I think that that was really the point, like the overall point of it was like, handle your shit. (laughs) (laughs) Like the shit that's holding you back, the shit, like all of that stuff from childhood you're going to have to face it. Yeah. Like I think that's the that's the the root of the story is like face the trauma head on. Mm-hmm. Cuz what do they do to get rid of the clown? They belittle it and make it small. They use all the things that were used against them growing up. Oh, make it yeah. small. Make it feel like shit. Yeah. They use all of that stuff to summarily kill it. Right, to bully him to death. Yeah, per- bullying. <laughs> but like that I fucking oh my god dude I can't get over how much I liked that part of it. Yeah, that was such that was an interesting choice to go like with the film and then th- the fact that they remembered everything mm-hmm. um cuz alternatively in the other versions they forget again um once they leave Derry they start forgetting. Um Interesting. And mm. then in the book Derry like basically gets destroyed. Hmm. Derry, does Derry do like the the spooky haunted house that he lived in? It just folds into itself yeah, and disappears. But I, I don't remember, so I never texted. <laughs> it's but it's like because every time it had left, and it, I don't remember if it's 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 vaguely touched on in the first one, like because they don't get too too much into Derry Town history, 
But no. every like 27 years, there would be a big disaster, like the um, the the um, the Easter. Oh, the the thing. school fire. Yeah, and then there'd yeah, be yeah. like um, there'd be mm. different um, tragedies where like hundreds of people died, and so then it would be like rest. a reset. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's yeah. interesting. Lots of death and tragedy and then i don't know i just want to bring this up now because while we're speaking about endings just like that whole common um thread about unsatisfying endings outside of like the main cast my favorite freaking scene and the one that made me so freaking happy was that stephen king was had his little cameo (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> in the shop I got so excited and then I was like literally joking I was like you could tell it's him because he's the only one in the movie who has a main accent <laughs> <laughs> that's true that is true and then just Shit. like ragging on the endings <laughs> and like cause that's the thing it's like everybody freaking hates his endings <laughs> yeah yeah oh, that's awesome the, uh, <laughs> the director was actually in the film as well Really? There was a cameo where I think in one of the flashbacks with Eddie, with young Eddie, when he was in the drugstore, I believe uh, Andy Machete is in the background, like, shopping around. Oh, is he, like, the That's dude cool. with, like, he think he's wearing, like, is he wearing a jean jacket or he has a mustache or something? I think so. He's got long hair, so his yeah. hair is, like, pulled back. But, okay. But, yeah, that was him. I saw I him and I was just ring. like, oh, shit, okay, everybody's getting their shot in. <laughs> I think That's actually, cool. I read a thing, well, I didn't read it, I saw a headline or something that I guess supposedly um, Stephen King's son, Joe Hill, I love his books too, oh, he was oh. supposed to be in it, or he, okay. there was like, they had thought about putting him in a cameo scene, but they didn't, which was a little disappointing. I love him. I've I've read, I've read Joe Hill, I've read more Joe Hill's stuff than I have Stephen King's stuff. Same, same <laughs> actually. His stuff is a little shorter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I loved Horns the book. Yeah, loved it. Fucking blew me away. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's for another podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, I just wanted to mention that because the book was great. Did anyone see uh, Stanley killing himself? Coming. I'm. I mean, yes, technically. Well, because <laughs> I I didn't. No, I didn't. No. It was fuck. I can't believe he Agent Colson'd himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he um, he had to give them something to avenge. <laughs> he took himself off the board. Yeah. <laughs> His reasoning, I don't think, to- totally made like a whole bunch of sense, but it did. But it was like <laughs> tragic. But like, you don't really get that much of him. But also, while we're just talking about it, to flash back to earlier the conversation, the casting with him was amazing. For as little yeah. as he was, yeah. the adult Stanley was in that. I was literally like, okay, like hands down, that was great. Yeah, I was like, oh, it's mm. very clear who all these people are supposed to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Um. Yeah. He. That scene was crazy. Like I did not expect that at all. And I was like, once he killed himself, I was kind of just like, I mean, he was just putting puzzles together. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's like, I wish that across all of the characters, they would have delved uh, more into their non-dairy lives. Because I think if they would have done that, especially with Stanley, it would have made his death like 
I don't want to say more sympathetic because I think it was sympathetic to begin with, but I think it would have hit you harder. Yeah. To be like to see like what was going on in his life instead of like oh hey here's clearly the Jewish one of the group and then oh he dies. He just he just really didn't want to go on vacation with his wife. Yeah right. Because <laughs> that's what we knew. We knew he was that's, going on and vacation. And that's literally all you know. And like you yeah. see his big fancy house and that yeah. amazing bathtub, and yeah. you're like. Okay, he's clearly doing well for himself. They all are. They all are. And that's for part maybe of it. Beverly. But like still. But No, Beverly's doing great Beverly, other than being abused by her husband. Literally Beverly like owns her own freaking company, which again, yeah. they don't touch on. So I mean, it could be a little bit different. She, she mentions it in passing. Yeah, but it's like it's so She's casual. like, "Oh yeah, that's our that's our that's our that's our, our clothing. Yeah. That's our clothing brand, whatever." NBD. Yeah, I'm here with it's you. It's no big deal. <laughs> and then Ben's um, just like, yeah, you know, I'm just like a great architect, but whatever. Yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was very interesting, uh, not knowing that her husband was supposed to be a druid for the uh, Pennywise or whatever. <laughs> um, uh, I loved that. Well, I didn't. I didn't like it. Okay. <laughs> But I love the idea that she married a person that's just like her father. Yeah. Because that's Cause a that's, real fucking thing. That's such a fucking real thing. It's that's it's the cycle. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, that's the only that's the only thing that she knows. So she found a guy that does that. Exactly. But I said to my wife in the car, I was like, so at what point in the date does she ask if he'll do that for her? <laughs> oh, <or?"> my God. <laughs> like, will you treat me like shit and abuse me? <laughs> Is it something that, like, by date three, she's like, oh, yeah, he's the one? <laughs> Just, I'm curious. It's 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 interesting, because in these scenes, like, in in the book, in Stanley's scene, you it's from the perspective of his wife. Oh, shit. And then in the case of Beverly's, it's from the perspective of Tom. So, like, he's the narrator in that section, and he's, like, telling you kind of, like, how he, like, slowly started to manipulate her. Oh, and shit. like he would Damn. hit her and then judge her reaction and then just continue doing it when she didn't leave him. Well, that's what we all do, right? Right. I mean, <laughs> Jordan, I, I we, believe... we know your secret. Like, <laughs> I be- I'm pretty sure that's like the textbook definition of gaslighting. Yeah, basically. Um, <laughs> interesting. I uh, think that was what opened the book, right? Wasn't that one of the first things? It's definitely one of the early scenes because Stanley is the first person Mike calls in the book. Okay. And he fucking kills himself. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I felt like I needed to do homework for this. So, like, I was like, after I came home from work, I was like, let me just, like, flip through this 1200 page book really quick. Because <laughs> I was curious because I couldn't remember because it's been forever. Um,. One one thing that I noticed, and that was kind of a nitpick for me, was when they went to that dilapidated house. I was like, there's no way that house would still be standing in 2019. <laughs> right? I was like, that would be a Chipotle. <laughs> That'd be a Chipotle. The HOA would be all over that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a fucking condo. Well, then... <laughs> And then I was wondering if it technically was even there to begin with. I don't think it was ever there. Oh, my God. Like, that's like... It was never there. There was never a fucking house. Like, when when it was, like, collapsing and you can see, like, the perfectly nice little little house next door, the little cape or whatever, it was, like, 
I was like, I don't think that could have possibly existed. I think that was just one was of what, his things. What it was one of his projections because what's scarier to a kid than a haunted house? Yeah. Nothing. Broccoli maybe. Well, I I guess that <laughs> there's broccoli everywhere in that fucking kitchen. <laughs> I guess that kind of goes with when Beverly went back to her apartment. Yep. Yeah. Because that building was like destroyed and abandoned. It looked right. exactly the way that she remembered it when she went into yeah. it. Yeah. Exactly. So for all we know, like they could have like paved uh, Niebolt Street, put up a parking lot, or they could have been going into a Chipotle. They could have broken into a Chipotle. We wouldn't know. <laughs> and they go down into the fucking sewer with that crazy well, We're, and it's just in the basement of the Chipotle. We're not. Pay- like, yeah, we don't go over there. <laughs> We're not paying for these chips. <laughs> they fucking come out. He's got. A, they're carrying a dead body. That's covered in fucking guacamole. (laughs) That'll be extra, sir. (laughs) Oh, fuck. Yeah. Oh, fuck, man. I really enjoyed uh, Ben's scene when he was older and he gets put in in their clubhouse and then it starts. (sighs) Oh, yeah. Like caving in on itself and he's stuck. And then uh, Mm. he Batman forevers it with Beverly. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and they pull each other out. Holy shit. I thought that was great. Dude, that sequence with Beverly was cool as fuck. Yeah, it was. That's apparently the the bloodiest uh, scene yes. in any movie. Yeah, I read it that. It had the most fake blood that they used or whatever yeah. for it. That had to have been disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, that's... I'm like, it was a lot. And, and having people come in through the door, like her dad right? and her husband... It's just mm. unprocessed trauma. <laughs> that is what the fucking movie is about. Thank and, you, Dr. Robert. And she's trying to hide from it. <laughs> and uh and Bill going back to uh the tunnel where Georgie disappeared. Yeah. Uh, and like talking to him. Here, take my oh. hand. And then his interactions with Robert's kid, like. <laughs> that was, I love that scene. Good old Robert's kid. Dean. Just fucking grabbing that kid by the shoulders. You need to run. You need to leave. Like, how does, like, what? I don't know. I'm really bad at kids' ages. So, like, what is that kid? Like, nine? He's got to be. He's like probably nine. the same age as Georgie. Right. So, whatever that age is. Um, it's like, how does a nine, eight year old convince his parents let's just get the fuck out of dodge the crazy man that shook me in the street said we had to move he touched you what and the dad's like you heard the voices in the drain in the bathtub we have to stay no you know what it's dairy the parents don't care about like abuse or that's true you don't know what his that kid's parents were into (laughs) you don't no that's true And then Bill being in the uh, the basement again, talking oh, to yeah. his former self. And then he freaking ki- like kills his former self. Well, he forgave himself technically. Well, he, oh, you're right, you're right. Yeah, and then he freaking cow thingy to the head, sheep thingy to the head. He was in the same position that Pennywise was yep. when you see that scene in the first yeah. one, and I was like, "No, my God!" I know when like... he when he had to shoot Georgie. <laughs> It's so heavy. Oh my god! I want to yeah. watch it again now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there there's a lot to unpack in this movie. 
so much. So, so what about there not being any turtles? Right? No <laughs> turtles. I think they referenced the turtle ones. You, 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 want, you want to explain that? Because I don't think Do they know, know about, about the turtles. turtles? No. Uh, I've 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 heard <laughs> bits. Well, I don't know. How, it's it's been a long time, and I don't know if how well I'm actually gonna explain this. So I apologize in advance. But basically, so the way, the way Stephen King ended it, they like go beyond, like into this other like, oh crap, I forget what it's called. Like this other like universe type of thing, and there's a turtle. <laughs> And, um, basically the turtle, um, helps them and I think Didn't that's Didn't the turtle, why... like, create the universe or something? I think it's based off of, like, yeah. the Native American legend of, like, we right. exist on the back of a turtle. So is is that why yeah. Mike was, like, lashed to that lamp, that lampshade? <laughs> lampshade! <laughs> I think that's where they got the 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 Native American elements from. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, that kind of looks like it's made of human flesh. Yeah, definitely had yeah. like a it's the evil dead book. Necro Necronomicon. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> because it, apparently in the book, it's the, it's the turtles that help them. Yeah, with the with the, uh, the, with the, the ritual. Throw the whole with book the away. <laughs> the t- <laughs> the the idea the idea is that this turtle that exists is uh the opposite of whatever it is the deadlights <laughs> yeah right. you know turtles spiders uh, not the then, same and i get it <laughs> and then <laughs> more more than that though uh that's that's how he connects all of his book universe with the fucking turtles <laughs> yeah <laughs> Dude, they're teenage and they're mutant. You just you just ruined the Stephen King universe for Robert. Yeah, I don't. Dude, I don't think it needed my he's, help. He's not gonna watch Castle Rock now. Oh man, oh. but you have to for Bill Skarsgård, even though I, I, that whole season didn't make sense to me. <laughs> Oh my god, you have to, but I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it, but... <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> but yeah, just the... Uh, I don't know why I dug the psychology in it so much. You did. <laughs> you really did. I really did. did. Well, I mean, it makes, it makes sense. It does. It makes a lot of it sense. It does. Uh, and, and, like, and like, I don't know, you think about it like Pennywise, he's a clown. He he preys on children. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's all about that, like, deep-rooted psychological childhood trauma. Right. And like even like the yeah. book, like the story, it's classified as like a coming of age. You know, yeah. it's it's one mm. of those. So it's like it's it's all about like the kids and the the friendships mm. and like adults suck. Um mm-hmm. clowns mm-hmm. suck. Um mm-hmm. <laughs> don't trust anybody but your friends, guys. And don't I... listen to the voices in the drain. Yeah, fuck, dude. I can't believe he said once he said that I like wanted to throw my fucking popcorn container. Like, no. <laughs> fucking no, man. Uh, <laughs> um, what are I going to say? Oh, so the the obviously I've seen images like online and like some scenes from the the original. Mm-hmm. Um 
but I remember specifically I was very young at my dad's house and for whatever reason I was always terrified of his house anyway uh just shadows and lights played a certain way that I just was like oh there's always a fucking shape somewhere and uh I had this little tiny tv in my in my bedroom in there that had like bunny ear antennas on it (laughs) and uh the fucking it miniseries (laughs) was on oh my god I don't know what it had to be like fox or something I have no idea (laughs) And all I saw was this was Tim Curry as the clown. And I don't know if they were I don't know if there's like a transformation scene in that movie or something, but it fucking terrified the shit out of me. I just shut the TV off and then I was terrified to run down the hallway to go to the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) I remember as a kid Uh, seeing parts of the original and one specifically stuck out to me and it was like in a shower oh yeah I that's remember. eddie's scene okay uh, yeah but like that scared me as a child and i'm like no i'm not gonna watch whatever this is <laughs> oh all right so any any final thoughts on it chapter two it was good <laughs> well there it is it was a good <laughs> I just cut it but it wasn't scary it wasn't, it wasn't scary no. No, but it had just such a... Uh, it was a deeper effect than scary. Like, for me, it played <laughs> more... I'm with Paul here. Jordan's like, no. Nah. for me, it played... The, the scary... The quote-unquote scary... Like, that... That's base-level shit. Like, yeah, jump scare, sure, whatever. Yeah, he's fucking terrifying-looking, whatever. He's got, uh, like, 16 rows of teeth, sure. <laughs> but it's the... It's what he does that's scary. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. the effect is scary. the The reverberation of his actions and what he puts these children through is scary. Like that's the shit that like I'm not. I don't care about like oh fuck a clown. Like I don't care. Clowns aren't fucking scary. Yes, they are. Like straight up, they're not fucking scary. Yes, they are. Whatever. I hate when I hear adults <laughs> say clowns are scary. I fucking hate it. <laughs> I'm like, it's a fucking clown. It is a very, very sad man. <laughs> or woman. Um, which may be the most terrifying thing. See, uh, hey, when, when they, strange, uh, lonely, sad men can be very terrifying. That's what I mean. That, that might be the scariest thing of all. Look at Laugh Man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, no, I thought it was, I thought it was scary, but on a, on a level that was deeper than just, like, Oh, fucking spooky. Oh, he's a slasher. Oh, he's going to kill you. Like, deeper than that. Yeah. Psychologically fucking horrible. Because of the impression that he leaves. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I enjoyed it. I, uh, when I was watching it, I really didn't, like, think about it in terms of, like, the previous, um, you know, storylines. So, like, as as a standalone thing, I, I really liked it. I enjoyed it. There were some things I wish were a little bit different. But um, as an entertainment piece, uh, I think it hit um, most of the marks for me. So um, I just hope that we now see Bill Skarsgård in more things because Mm -hmm. the world needs more pasty white lizard men. (laughs) (laughs) With a a floating eye. (laughs) Spooky. Yeah, I I very much enjoyed it chapter 2. 
I will definitely be buying the Blu-ray so I could watch them back to back. Yeah. Because yeah. I need to. 100%. Um, yeah. yeah, I just, like I said, I didn't think it was scary, but, um, the more we talked about it, the more I realized that it's a deeper level of scary, like Robert said. Um, but yeah, uh, great casting, great acting. Um, I didn't even notice any like editing mistakes. No. Um, the effects were really good. Uh, wasn't distracting. Yeah. Uh, overall, I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed myself. I got lost within the narrative. It's a great kickoff to spooky season. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah definitely. Exactly. So, uh, so that's it. That's it. Right. Chapter two. <laughs> that is it. <laughs> <laughs> See what yeah, I did there? You said it. I'm funny. I'm funny. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's my uh-huh. secret. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> It was a really well buried. I'm, I'm kidding. People write my own material for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for Pop Cannon, this has been episode 24. I'm Jordan. I've been Robert. I am Paul. I'm still Sarah. <laughs> now's the now's the point where someone says something witty. Uh, Dog. Um. That's uh, uh, all, folks. Bill, Georgie thought it was scary. <laughs> James McAvoy's <laughs> fucking stutter, dude. Anyway. Yeah, we didn't even talk about that. <laughs> Hashtag James McAvoy's stutter. James McAvoy's stutter is being cast as <laughs> fucking. <laughs> Fucking Liam Neeson <laughs> in a biopic. In a in a Liam Neeson biopic. <laughs> I d- 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 don't don't know who you are. <laughs> no. But 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 I will f- 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 find, find you. you. And I will kick 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 oh. kill you. Oh. <laughs> For Georgie. Uh-huh. <laughs> You have just finished listening to our episode slash group therapy session on It Chapter 2. So, obviously the four of us enjoyed it a hell of a lot, but we want to know how you felt about the film. Did you like the cast? How about the kid actors? Did you think it was deeper than just some horror movie with jump scares and a dancing clown? Do you have repressed childhood trauma that manifests itself in ways that you can't even fathom so it might as well be a fucking insane murderous clown from space? Same. We want to know what you thought about the film and what your opinions are about our opinions. And finding us on social media, you know, the ones that you mindlessly scroll through while sitting at your desk or while driving, has never been easier. You can connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching Pop Cannon and throwing a follow or like our way. Enjoy our show? Why not slap the hell out of that subscribe button? And maybe possibly leaving a review? Up to you. Don't forget the K in Pop Cannon, though. K, like Killer Clowns from Outer Space, which is not the movie we covered here, but maybe one day. Hmm. Anyway, if you enjoyed listening to our dulcet tones and want to put faces with our voices in the episode, you can search us out and follow us individually if you'd like. I am Robert, 
and I can be found on Instagram and Twitter at Yesbol. Jordan can be found on Instagram and Twitter at JL24FPS. Our returning special guest, Paul, has an Instagram that he doesn't use, at MyDinnerWithJulianLaRosa. So I suppose you could follow him? And our new special guest, Sarah, is on Instagram at SarahAndipity. And has a podcast called Fairy Tall Tales, which is a fairy tale and true crime podcast that drops new episodes every Wednesday. You can check that out on Instagram at Fairy Tall Tales or FairyTallTales.com. It was absolutely our pleasure to host her for this episode, and I personally thought it was great having her on. She's always welcome back here. If you enjoyed Sarah on our show, let us know. Let her know too. And man, it kind of sucks to not have a follow Brian to put here, because you know damn well it'd be gruesome. Oh well. As I've said, spooky season is upon us, and we're cooking up some fun stuff ahead, including, but not limited to, a review episode on Amazon's The Boys, a review of Brightburn, and some more S1E1 episodes as well. So get subscribed now, because you don't want to miss a thing. How very Aerosmith of you.